This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 10th of August and your Squiz today, the code red climate change report, a third vaccine for Australia, netball and the Olympics, and happy Census Day. This is your Squiz today. When it comes to research and scientific information about climate change, it doesn't get much more authoritative than the report from the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC. The panel brings the best of global science together and its purpose is to give world leaders the most up-to-date and verified information about climate change in order to inform policies. The latest IPCC report has just been released, Claire. There's a lot out about it today. We'll go through some of the key points, but overall, its findings have been summed up by UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez as a code red for humanity. Yeah, spoiler alert, the findings of the report aren't great (laughs) when it comes to looking at the profound consequences. They say that climate change will bring not just into the future, but there are some really alarming timelines really staring at us now. Uh, What the report found is that the world has about 10 years at the current rate of greenhouse gas emissions until the world warms by 1.5 degrees uh, above pre industrial levels, it had been hoped that that deadline would be out at about 2050, uh, but that's not the case. And Australia has already warmed by 1.4 degrees. Uh, When things get above two degrees, things get really real. Mm -hmm. There's also a warning from that committee uh, that Every little bit of warming will intensify the impacts of climate change. So for Australia, we're looking at things like more serious and more frequent fires, uh, also periods without rain and damaging droughts, things like floods and cyclones, and also the ocean warming so that it does more damage to the Great Barrier Reef and other ocean ecosystems. Also, it found that emissions are still climbing across the world, despite commitments from nations to cut them. Uh, What they say is that the rhetoric coming from leaders and coming from businesses about reducing emissions isn't being met by reality. It's a lot of sobering information. These reports from the IPCC really are a big deal. It was the 2013 report that helped pave the way for the Paris Climate Agreement in 2015. And this report is coming out ahead of COP26, the big global climate summit coming up in November. Yeah, I expect that we'll be talking a fair bit about that COP26 conference. It's in Glasgow in November. At that meeting, nations are being asked to set ambitious targets to reduce emissions in the coming decade. Again, not out to 2050. They want to see action right now. And for Australia's part, that really puts us in the spotlight when it comes to developed nations. Prime Minister Scott Morrison and the government have already been pushed by international leaders to do more on that front. There's a lot to digest here. There's a lot more detail in our Squiz Today newsletter if you'd like to read more or have those key points to hand. If you're not signed up, I'll put a link to today's edition in your episode notes. On to COVID news, and Australia now has another vaccine approved for use here. It's the Moderna vaccine, Claire, and a million doses are set to arrive next month. 
There's 25 million doses that we have on order of Moderna. Uh, 10 million of those will be part of that initial rollout. So they're really coming online, which will be of great relief to those who are looking to get vaccinated. It's a vaccine that's similar to the Pfizer vaccine in the way that it's been made. And what Prime Minister Scott Morrison says is that it's another important tool in our fight against COVID. It's obviously welcome news. Those snap lockdowns continue with Tamworth and Byron Bay in New South Wales now under lockdown. Good news, though, for regional Melbourne with some restrictions lifting. Schools and hospitality venues will reopen as the outbreak is contained to Melbourne. On to media news now, and the ABC is cracking down on the use of social media by employees, with Managing Director David Anderson warning that staff would be personally liable for their social media content and could be sacked for any breaches where social media usage could reflect badly on the broadcaster's independence and integrity. He's highlighted three things that he wants staff to do with their social media accounts. He says they shouldn't have any reference to the ABC in their handle or their username. They should make a disclaimer that any posts or likes that they make are their personal views and don't represent the ABC. And also that they follow the guidelines that were set out yesterday. Those guidelines really want the ABC's journalists and staff not to compromise the broadcaster's independence and integrity. And what Anderson said yesterday was that journalists really should think twice. If they wouldn't say it in a report, they shouldn't say it in a tweet, he said. There's been a lot of attention on this recently with some high-profile ABC journalists coming under scrutiny and even defamation suits over their social media use. It always catches me by surprise, Claire, that netball is not part of the Olympics. It's a major shame because Australia would be a definite gold medal contender. (laughs) With Tokyo done and dusted, Netball Australia are beginning the campaign to change that. They're lobbying for a 2032 inclusion. Look, when you look at the Tokyo Games, Japan did pretty well in the skateboarding, so it was a new sport. And you've got to think that when it comes to hosting an Olympic Games, you get a chance (laughs) to pick a sport, surely where you have a good chance of winning it. Um, Netball isn't in the Olympics because it's largely played in the Commonwealth uh, and also largely played by women. And what the Olympic guidelines say is that they want to have a a broader spread uh, of countries and also something that men and women participate in. But it certainly hasn't stopped Netball Australia and World Netball have a look at that push for the 2032 Games. They're already talking about what new sports will be included there. Come on, guys, pull those bibs on. Netball Australia has the backing of World Netball in their campaign. They've vowed to be relentless. If they're anything like some of those tiny pocket rocket centres I played with growing up, then uh, relentless (laughs) they will be. We flagged it last week, but today's the day. It's Census Day Claire, where we're all asked a bunch of questions that take stock of Australia as a nation. It's a big deal. The data here is what informs a lot of policy and, of course, a lot of funding following that. We've done a whole Shortcuts podcast episode on it, but run us through the key points. 
I've already done mine, Larissa. Have you done yours? No, not yet. Going to do it this morning, though. <laughs> Try and beat the rush. And that was one of the new things about this census is that you can get online and you can do it early. They, of course, don't want to have the sort of technical fail that they had last time. <laughs> uh, and they have encouraged people to get online. You don't have to do it on the night of the census. You just need to know where you are going to be tonight uh, if you want to do it now. Uh, what they expect is that 75% of Australians will put that survey through online rather than a paper form. Uh, but there's still some time to do that if you need to. Uh, it's a really big deal. What they're looking at this year are some new questions about health and also about military service. But otherwise, it's the same sort of census that you would have seen before. We won't see the results for a while yet, though. They'll be out in June 2022. If you want to have a bit more of a background on the census this year, I'll put a link to that Shortcuts episode in your episode notes. And a bit of quirky COVID news to finish up with today, Claire. Lockdowns have obviously meant that loved ones have been separated for important life events, whether that be weddings or the birth of new babies. For when Zoom just won't cut it, though, you can make do with a bag of rice. <laughs> if, if you're in Japan, that certainly seems to be the case. Uh, parents there <laughs> in a new trend are sending their rallies bags of rice that weigh the same as the newborn babies. <laughs> some of these bags of rice are wrapped up in blankets. Uh, some have a picture of their baby's face <laughs> attached on the front. <laughs> Nothing weird about that at all. No. The bag of rice is the same weight as your newborn, so they really get the, the feel of the baby. You're a new mum. Does your baby feel like a bag of rice? <laughs> no one wanted a bag of rice of my baby. He was a 10-pounder or oh. 4.6 kilos. So that's a lot of rice. That's a, it's a lot of rice. Squiz the day, Claire, what are you looking at today? What I'm looking at today is it's Duran Duran Appreciation Day. If you're into your 80s, 90s music, it's a day to mark. Get your ears around that. For me, I'm just sticking with the fact that it's Census Day. Get your forms in. It's a $222 a day fine if you're late. And on that note, we'll leave it there. Have a good one. We'll be back with you tomorrow. now from our podcast partner, Sunbeam. With so many unhealthy snacks on offer, it can be hard to find something to keep your kids satisfied and happy. Sunbeam's dried fruit and cheese chilled snacks contain only real fruit and real cheese with no artificial colours or flavours. And they're a great source of calcium. It's a snack you can feel good about giving them while you're on the go. Pick up a pack today in the dairy fridge at your local Woolworths, Coles or independent retailer.